I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brew. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway... Join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, Epi- hey, hey, do you, have you guys ever, do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima, oh. Zima, Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. Following the following journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Yes, it all started out as a mild curiosity in the junkyard. Now it's turned out to be quite a, quite a great spirit of adventure. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. You're calling the butler. I'm very partial to tea muffins. What's wrong with being childish? I like being childish. Shut up. Everybody, just, just shut up. The lovers are good. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I'm Lords of Gallifrey. Daleks of Skyrim. I serve notice on you all. Welcome to the very first episode of Gallif Radio, a Whovian podcast. I am Veronica. I am joined as well with my companions, Nate Phillips. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Excited to be doing this finally. I know. It's been a long time coming. We've th- been talking th- about this for a while. I feel like I had the concept for Gallif Radio in like February of this year. I don't know. It's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while for sure. We've been talking about this for a while. Also, our companion, Lauren, and our co-host of Foodies Watching Movies, our other podcast we share together. How you doing, Lauren? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. Mm-hmm. Are you excited to be talking about Doctor Who finally? Yes, yes, finally. I know. We, we always talk about it like here and there on Foodies, and we finally decided we needed just our own platform to talk about this because it's too important and too long-winded, right? Yeah, it really is. There's yeah. too much mm-hmm. going on in Doctor Who for it to ever be contained within another podcast. Right, and it's ongoing, and hopefully will continue to go forever, forever. So we are going to have plenty of content to talk about. In the There's future. actually too much content, however. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I like okay. I realized what I did, and I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, our other companion, Miss Sarah Van Lanningham, is joining us. Hi. Hi. How's it going? I'm here. I know. I'm so to talk excited. Talk about Doctor Who. Sarah is actually one of the reasons why I even watch Doctor Who. I think we're going to talk about that all in this episode. We kind of just want to talk about Doctor Who, why we like it, what we like about it, and how we, you know, like an introductory into how we all got into this show, because it's important to a lot of people. Absolutely. This show started in 1963. Uh, Interesting to note, it debuted the day after the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, you were talking about that earlier. Which mm-hmm. actually kind of hurt it a little bit because people weren't tuning in to watch science fiction stuff. The president of North America and the United States of America had just been assassinated, so they had to actually replay the first episode. Wasn't the very yeah. first episode of the reboot of Doctor Who, didn't oh. that have a picture of Christopher Eccleston like at the Kennedy assassination? Like, Wasn't he like in the crowd or something? Oh, yeah, as the doctor. The, episode, the very first episode with the autons mm-hmm. and all of that, when they're the guys searching out uh, all of the instances of the doctor out through, throughout history. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But yeah, he's standing in the crowd. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Interesting Easter egg. Yeah, that is an interesting Easter. Oh, uh, what's that guy's name? Craig? Season, it was the first season with Eccleston, right? And I don't know if his name was Craig, but he was just like a... He was just a dude. A dude, yeah, that rose... Uh, Found on the, on the internet. internet. Yeah, and that's when Mickey turns into the... Plastic. The plastic out in the car. That's episode one. Yeah. The mm-hmm. um, episode is titled Rose. Rose, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I it's interesting because I feel like if Episode we're gonna, one of new season of the new season, season yeah, which yeah, we should say. Right. Yeah. 
because it's an earth an an unearthly child would be the first first Doctor Who episode. Right, and a lot a lot of people that don't watch Doctor I know a lot of people that don't watch Doctor Who and we're always talking to them and trying to convert them and be like you would love it you would love it just get into it you know mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't know that it's been going on it's like one it's the longest science fiction TV show running today like it has a, a Guinness world record I learned that mm-hmm. and uh it's been going since the 60s you know, yeah. on and off uh, they found a really interesting way to captivate audiences by deciding that they could recast the Doctor by using storyline mm-hmm. and saying that the Doctor can regenerate his body once a body has been damaged. He can just become someone else. Right. Well, his, it's, so I think someone needs to explain. Which is always like, very emotional for Doctor Who fans whenever mm-hmm. he regenerates True. into yeah, someone else because sure. we get we get attached to whoever's playing the Doctor and then mm-hmm. someone new comes along. And isn't it usually around Christmas time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, usually. <laughs> in the modern era, it's depressing. In the modern era, it's been more Christmas time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in the old school days, they fired the gun whenever, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Hope that dude's contract's over. Let's write him <laughs> off. It's time. Someone new. I feel like they, I feel like they do it now around Christmas time because they have more time to to use it, like the Christmas special episode that's right. generally longer than most other episodes, so they want to use that opportunity to introduce a new doctor and say goodbye to the current one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And each episode's like, what, about 45 minutes? Yeah, except for David Tennant. They gave him a whole, like... Two-part. Two-part. Two-part special. Mm-hmm. Special. The Christmas yeah. special and the New Year's special. Mm-hmm. Of course they gave it to David Tennant. God, of course they did. David Tennant. I loved him. That was the saddest one. Yeah, <laughs> we're, I mean, we were definitely Spoilers. all over the yeah. all over the map here, but... Uh, <laughs> We're, so we need to like just talk about overall like what Doctor Who is like. If you were to try to sell somebody on the show, how would you guys describe Doctor Who? There's an alien. He's in a phone box. The phone box can travel through time and space. It's a police box. It's, it's a police, police box. box. Yeah. It's a public call it's a box. box. It's a phone box. The angels have the phone box. <laughs> uh, so he travels through. They actually through t- have the trademark for the the blue police box, Doctor Who does, so that way they can do merchandise. Well, that doesn't stuff. surprise me. But they they went to court with it, with the police there, because they wanted to have it. The, but well, yeah. the patent office cited for Doctor Who. Anyway, so go ahead. I'm sorry. So anyways, the TARDIS, time and relative dimension in space, is stolen by the Doctor. He leaves his home planet Gallifrey, and he starts going on adventures. He kind of gets hooked going to a planet called Earth, where he brings companions from Earth on adventures through time and space. And, and it's interesting because a lot of what draws people in is from the companion's perspective because mm-hmm. we can relate to the companion. We don't necessarily There's relate to the doctor. There's been good ones. Oh, man, and we'll yeah. get into that for sure. Um, but with every doctor, there have been new companions, new people he's bringing on adventures, new people that he's learning lessons for his own sake sometimes you know the doctor's having to learn that he's making mistakes too and how to fix those this was originally marketed to be a family show like an educational family show mm-hmm. and uh it's evolved into horror and sci-fi and drama and comedy i mean this show really has everything yeah it's technically still a family show and it's I still mean, a family UK, show you know yeah. Uh, maybe over here it's a little scary for some kids. I don't know. I think where. the theme music would be scary if you were a little kid. Yeah, well, some of the villains, especially some of these later villains they've come up with, have been pretty uh, The Weeping Angels were the yeah. scariest ones, yeah. I thought. those were the scariest to me, too. Yeah. I we're going to have an episode dedicated yeah, just to just, villains and we, companions. And, we, well, and, and probably even individual monsters, because like the Daleks, you could spend a whole three mm-hmm. episodes on the history of the Daleks and whatnot. We have plans. We have um, plans. But it's interesting because, you know, while there is a lot of cool um, time-traveling things with the Doctor Who story, a lot of it gets based in um, the morals, the very strong moral compass of the Doctor, and he's uh, tries to be nonviolent in every situation, doesn't use a gun, has the sonic screwdriver runs for most of his problems uh so he's I, been running for like how many thousands of years well he's over what the, uh, god 11 or 1200 years old at this yeah. point 
We still don't know if he's a good man or not. They're unsure. We're unsure. <laughs> we're still very unsure. <laughs> very unsure. It's interesting because Veronica is actually, and Lauren both, you're not caught up on the 10th season. Mm-mm. And you're no. a couple seasons behind, and we're working you through. I just started up. the Peter Capaldi's first season. Correct. Well, no, I'm about halfway through it, right? Yeah, you're, you're a little. You're in the way. deep water now. I'm in the deep you're water. In, you're yeah. in the muck. It was a rough couple of episodes. It's, I mean, yeah. I enjoyed it. It's it was still entertaining, out. but yeah, yeah I yeah. The, Every regeneration is hard. I do like Peter like Capaldi a lot. He was a punk rocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can get on board with that. I'm already on board. It's just. It's just uh, it's the writing. No it's the worries. Writing. He was in a punk band with Craig. The Ferguson. writing, the writing yeah. for the eighth season definitely is not nearly as good as the ninth season. The ninth season mm-hmm. is spectacular. I know. I mean, I will be planning on catching up on all of this yeah. Doctor Who so we can talk about it on this podcast. I just haven't had the time yet. Absolutely. Yeah, you've got a lot going on. I think though we're gonna have to story time this into um, how we got into Doctor Who. Um, cause yeah. there's a lot of different ways, but I feel like if, at least for us, we can either start with Lauren cause I don't know your journey into Dr. Who or yeah, how you found it. let's start with Lauren. Yeah. And then before we go like after Lauren, it has to be Sarah cause you domino affect the other two. You know what I'm saying? Like, Whatever. so we'll start with Lauren. How did you find Dr. Who? Um, I started watching it one, one night I got home from work and I was browsing Netflix. I was living in my apartment in Griffith at the time. And I just saw it on there, and I was like, you know what? I've heard about the show. <laughs> I was like, I'm really into science fiction. So mm-hmm. I just started watching it. I started watching it with Christopher, Christopher Eccleston, and then I got mm-hmm. into David Tennant. And by the time I moved out of my apartment, I feel like David Tennant had just regenerated <laughs> into Matt Smith. Wow, timing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if I ever watched it on BBC America. Mm. Like as it was airing? Yeah. I can't remember if I did that. I want to say that I had to have at some point just because there was no way that I would be able to keep up with everything that was going on unless I was watching it on BBC America as it was coming out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's how I got introduced to Doctor Who via Netflix. Nice. And yeah, I have Amazon Prime now, so I can watch like all the episodes. Oh yeah, we I forgot that. that that was. I think we have Amazon Prime. We just forget that we have Amazon Prime. By the way, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, but uh, another question I had for you, though, you've gotten into the new Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I know for a time Netflix did have classic Who on there. Mm-hmm. Did you go back and watch any of the classics? Have you seen any of the classic Doctor Who? I've seen bits and pieces of some of the episodes, but for the most part, no, I'm just strictly a new who. That's okay, because that gives us an opportunity to show you stuff in the old catalog that's fantastic. assignments. Man, there are so many great... How many seasons are there before the... 36. 36? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's 26. But those episodes are only like 22 episodes, or 22 minutes long each. They're not as long as the newer ones. Yeah, and they're like... It's different. It's different. It's more like um, the, f- the clothes are fabulous. See, school, I'm just, like I'm just struggling. Or, you know, like, I'm just struggling enough with like the way that the CGI was done, like mm-hmm. in the first season of Doctor Who, like the Christopher oh, Eccleston yeah. season. They did, they did the best they could with <laughs> they their shitty effects budget. budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, I liked it. It made it, it campy. Bit, yeah. It made it more fun to watch for me, you know, because I like yeah. ch- shitty B-horror movies, you know. It was a bit yeah. of a grassroots effort on their part yeah. to resurrect that show because it was dying off. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and the movie in the 90s was really bad. If you've ever seen the movie. Yeah, in like 96, they oh, came man. out with the standalone There's thing. a movie, the master turns to liquid. We don't hold, understand hold up, it. Hold up, hold up. Let, let me let me drop a little bit of knowledge on you real quick here. Season twenty. The master turns to liquid. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know how else to say it. Like he just melts. Like, <laughs> he, just, like he just morphs. He's like a morphing liquid. You just like. Okay, there's there's a bit of setup here. Let me help set this all up because she clearly Lauren doesn't understand why there's even a, a movie. So there oh. needs to be a little bit of a history lesson here. So there are 26 seasons of Doctor Who, classic Who, right, and then 10 seasons of New Who, meaning 36 total. The, the eighth Doctor was only ever featured in a movie, okay, which was an American produced movie mm-hmm. after. 
BBC had kind of said, we're done messing with Doctor Who. We don't have any ideas. Yeah. So very Americanly done. However, I think I remember reading about this, that, this, that there was a separate Doctor for a movie. Yeah. So, like so, a separate actor who played him, like he did not, was he wasn't in the show ever, was he? Uh-uh. Well, but they've, they've actually canonized Paul mm-hmm. McGann, and we'll get to that too in a second. But with the Eighth Doctor, the thing that was interesting is they sparked it in the like this American idea. It's failure caused Russell T. Davies to be like, I'm going to reach out to BBC and I can actually write good Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And he pitched his first episode and they went, here's here's as much money as we can give you. <laughs> Take <Try>. our money. <laughs> Let's go for it. You know, and that's how and that's how New Who was created. Um, yeah. So the eighth Doctor, Paul McGann, technically was only ever in that movie. But when they went to do the 50th anniversary... They had never. We've never seen the Eighth Doctor regenerate to the Ninth. In the movie, you see Sylvester McCoy, Seventh Doctor, regenerate to Paul McGann. Mm-hmm. So we'd never seen Eccleston's regeneration or anything like that. But Eccleston didn't agree to do the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. So they were like, well, how do we get around this? We'll introduce the concept of a war doctor who is John not Hurt. numbered. Yep. John Hurt, which was phenomenal. So then that gave them a reason to have Paul McGann come back because then Paul McGann... Is that the train of our existence? Yeah. yeah Amazing. It's a call of our people. <laughs> so it's really loud in here. I didn't even notice. But um, so Paul McGann got to come back for the 50th anniversary. They they did a, a Night of the Doctor, like, 10-minute short. Who was the guy that said, who knows, at the end of the 50th? That's the fourth Doctor. Mm-hmm. And that was a classic yeah, fourth Doctor line he used to do, who knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is teasing that when the doctor is done being the doctor, he'll become the curator, an older version of himself, which yeah. is in fact him. So th- that mm-hmm. was like another version of the doctor, essentially. Oh, uh, I remember when they introduced John Hurt as a doctor, and like at the end of the episode, they had introducing John Hurt as the oh, doctor. The doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Yeah, it was very confusing, but that having yep. him show up, they needed to have Paul McGann regenerate, so they brought him on, did a 10-minute short that showed him and the reason why he regenerated into the War Doctor was because he cast like an evil spell to make him stronger and better in battle so he could go into the Time War and defeat the Daleks, which essentially the War Doctor kind of does with the help of 10 and 11, but we'll, you know, we'll, we can Spoilers. dedicate that. We can dedicate. I love that you keep doing that, Nobody too. Nobody ever can... beats the Daleks. Wait. Spoilers. I love I love when David Tennant is talking about like the Daleks and he says like I saw your ship flew into the jaws of the nightmare child. Mm-hmm. I saw all this shit happen. And I'm like, ugh, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like Doctor Who can be really dark. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, oh yeah. It gets real. Good stuff. I just I just try to imagine like what a nightmare child would look like and someone flying into the jaws of it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. Yeah, horrifying. Gigantic <laughs> Sarah. Curious. Yeah. How did you find Doctor Who? I know this is this is regurgitated information. I know the answer, but our audience does not. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I moved south of my hometown, far south, after college in uh, 2006, and I got a job at GameStop. And the manager at the time, uh, this woman was very into Doctor Who, and this was about, well, it's... 2006? 2006, yeah. She was telling me how good season two was. She was raving about it. She's like, oh Dave, my gosh. David Tennant's season? Mm-hmm. His first, yeah. His first one. His first season, talking about this new... And she's like, oh, you don't watch Doctor Who? You have to come over and watch it. This was not... It wasn't on BBC America yet. Uh, it wasn't on BBC America actually until Matt Smith. Correct. That was when, that was when BBC America picked it up. But uh, she was raving about this show, so I went to her apartment one day, and she had bootleg. What channel was it on originally? It wasn't on any channel. We had to torrent things. Oh, we <laughs> downloaded them all because we're nerds. <laughs> so actually, we we would torrent them back then. There's Mad a, Martha. I mean, they had it had to have aired yeah. in Britain originally, though. Correct. It would air in Britain, and then about six hours later or so. Yeah, because it was like it was, three p.m. American mm-hmm. time. It would air in. Britain. Yeah. And then by nine o'clock that night, Saturday, the torrent would the be torrent up would from be up. from Mad Martha. Yeah, that which, was her handle. If you remember Whoever's season handle. three of Doctor Who when Martha is the companion, 
he says, don't be mad, Martha. That's a jab at yeah, the torrent that... lady. That was like a little nod to the hat. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, we yeah, know you helped bit. get it's... Doctor Who out over in America. Like, it's true. props. Because if it wasn't for her, the groundswell of support that Doctor Who got that caused BBC America to be like, we have to put this on our programming, wouldn't have happened. Yeah, because, and I'll tell you why, the DVD sets were 80 to $90 a pop. Holy and shit. you couldn't watch them any other way. You either bought the DVDs or you downloaded it. That was it. So we had them downloaded, and she gave me burnt copies of because it's season two. By the time I had got to her place, uh, David Tennant's first season had just finished. So she had one and two on this thing for me, and I brought it to my ex at the time, and I said, we have to watch this show. It's crazy. Like, it's so good. We just watched the first part, a few episodes, and she sent me with this burnt copy. And I, wa- I stayed up that entire night and watched both of those seasons all of it and i was just like binged it (laughs) like the first two seasons now mind you then i had to wait almost a year at this point to see season three with martha jones season and then i i watched all of the rest of dr hughes in real time after that so that's how i got into it i've been watching it since then and then I've watched all the classic Who back, especially when it was up on Netflix. I spent, it was like my winter, every winter. <laughs> I would just cozy up and watch all of those old old shows. They're very different, but it's funny to think about it as like the same uh, creature, I guess, the same character. Yeah. That because is it like is, from yeah. The first, yeah, mm-hmm. but like he's always been a grumpy old man, you know, it's just mm-hmm. been different shells and it's funny. It's also interesting yeah. to go back and watch classic Who and catch a lot of references that the modern Who nodded hats to that you didn't catch. Mm-hmm. And then like vice versa, like when you would see like Matt Smith and he said, oh, you redecorated. I don't like it. And you're like, oh, like second it. doctor callback. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, the uh, Easter eggs are crazy. It was all your fault that I got into Doctor Who. Much, uh, mm-hmm. much like your story, a little bit different. Uh, I started working at GameStop in 2007, and one of Liz's requirements when she hired me was, you must watch Doctor Who. If you don't, I'm firing you. And I know she obviously That's an amazing job requirement. She, she, yeah, she we was had a good time. a little bit okay. serious, too, okay. you know. <laughs> she was so, more than a little bit. So, she, <laughs> so in 2007, over Memorial Day weekend, she lent me season one and season two on DVD. The actual box sets at this point, because they had been out. She'd spent the money. She, she got pre-ordered them, them from and the UK. Over that weekend, I binged the two seasons and was just, I mean, I remember watching uh, in, in, in uh, Eccleston's season especially, there's like three episodes in a row that just nail you. You get Father's mm-hmm. Day and you're like, oh, Father's Day kills you. You're, you see Pete Tyler and, and this tragic story of Rose witnessing her dad die and all this crazy shit. Well, we're, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you get the Empty Child Doctor dances right after that and it's like, Though that two-parter is so epic with everyone, mm-hmm. the, the, that story. I like this. that one. So, uh, really, Doctor Who hooked its claws in me really fast. It was interesting to see this guy who was gentle, soft-spoken, very intelligent, and non-violent get out of really crazy, sometimes violent situations. You know, and uh, with just a screwdriver. With just a screwdriver, mm. and it doesn't mm. even work on wood. Mm-mm. I'm it's so sad it doesn't do wood, <laughs> but. Uh, been a huge fan of Doctor Who, like Sarah said, watch every season as it airs and whatnot. And when I met you, I don't know actually how you can probably better tell us your journey of that. But I've, I just remember I was like, you have to watch Doctor Who with us. <laughs> it is a requirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had seen a couple of episodes of Doctor Who here and there throughout the years. Um, my friend Jen really liked David Tennant a lot. So her Facebook was constantly flooded with David Tennant and uh, Doctor Who stuff. So I, I saw a couple episodes with her. Uh, I saw a couple episodes with my ex-husband over the years. And I just never really had the, the time or the you know means to get into it until I met you guys. And you guys were all about it. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try. And then we binge-watched um, a lot of it. <laughs> You probably have a better idea of the time frame that we did that. I believe in like three weeks we watched seven seasons. Or yeah, six and a half was, because we left the last season of Matt Smith. You weren't like ready to finish Christmas, it. It was like over Christmas, wasn't yeah. it? It was, mm-hmm. it? it was like a winter time thing to do. And 
it was like one of the first shows that we binge watched together mm-hmm. and it was yeah. awesome and yeah. i just remember you would just be like oh this show is so good oh man i got really into it hardcore at the beginning there like the first couple of seasons of the new who that we watched oh man i just had never seen tv like that before it was really good. You know what you still haven't seen either? I don't think we've gotten into Torchwood. Oh, my God. We didn't, oh, we didn't deviate. Have you seen Torchwood, Lauren? Yes, I love Torchwood. She didn't, we didn't have her deviate. That's usually, Captain Jack's show, Usually right? you have to watch it after season, um, two. season two. Yeah, and we had this big three. plan. Remember, yeah. Nate had made this big plan. We're going to watch Torchwood right before we watch this season, and then we never did. That's how we usually Miracle get Miracle Day it. was really good. Miracle Day is amazing, but the um, Children, 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 Children of, of Earth, Earth was, was so hardcore. Yeah, terrible. Too hardcore of a season. Like, I, like I feel like we can't talk about it. Yeah, we can't talk about. It. We'll, I do want to watch it you though. Do, I love gonna, Captain Jack. Torchwood is like adult Doctor Who. I liked like, I liked yeah. Miracle Day because it kind of brought Torchwood over to America. Yes. Yeah. And I liked seeing that just yeah. because they're so British. And Bill, yeah. Pullman, <laughs> yeah. Bill Pullman is an incredible character in yeah. the Miracle Day story. Mackay Pfeiffer is in it, also, too. Also, Mackay Pfeiffer is stellar. I forgot he's in I that. I like him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, actually... The, and then what's her name from Six Feet Under, the redhead? She's in She's in that season, oh, she too. Is? I like her. Oh, she's yeah. like Claire. Maybe we need to watch Torchwood before we go back and watch these new Doctor Who seasons. I got Instead so I up, got so hyped when when I that. heard that they were going to make a potentially new Man. season of Torchwood, but then I heard that they're just going to do it like over like just like an audio series. Yeah. It's not going to yeah, actually. Be. I heard that too. Big, yeah, they do that from time to time. Big Finish has been releasing Doctor Who audios since like the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, because yeah. there's been audio dramas, there's been like TV shows, but comments. It's so, it's so crazy because a lot of the doctors have actually lent their voices to those audio dramas. So in some capacity, they are canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like you just go into this like deep, dark, spinning spiral. I mean, uh, Tom Baker did like over 20, I think, audio dramas. He's done a ton mm-hmm. of them. So And there's been some other Doctor Who spinoff shows too, like the Sarah Jane Adventures. K-9. And yeah, we've K-9. watched that. It's adorable. And there's a new one that Class. came out like in 2016 called Class, right? Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen I that either. I don't know about that, actually. I've seen two of the three seasons of Sarah Jane. We never saw the third season. No, we got two. Oh, the actress who played she Sarah Jane, she passed away, didn't she? So she passed sad. away. That's why I, I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. There's been so many good companions. I want to dedicate a whole episode of Gallif Radio to just our favorite companions. Yeah, great segue. Yeah. What are we going to do with this season? Do we want to try to kind of get into all the different plans we do have? Okay, well, I definitely want to do that idea. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about all, all of our favorite villains, our least favorite episodes, our favorite episodes. Um, of course, our favorite doctor. Of course, uh, our favorite doctor. Yeah, I mean, that's we're going to constantly have... evolve, I think, because it depends for me. Some days I am like, I could tell you really easy who my two, <laughs> like one classic, one modern. But other days, that can totally change. I'm 100% Matt Smith. Are you? Oh, wow. Yeah. The romantic doctor. See, um, I really liked Christopher Eccleston just because he was like the first foray into Doctor Who for me that I like got into. But I just loved David Tennant. For me, he'll always be Doctor Who. Interestingly yeah. enough, um, not from New Who, but Classic Who, John Pertwee. Man. Talk about a guy who was in such a Isn't limited... Isn't he the second doctor? Third. 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 And he was in such a... Is he the, a, one, I with, him. He's the one with the scarf? He's the one with the fluffy white hair and the velvet suit. Uh, the cravat. Like he's had a cravat. Okay, who's yeah. one Who's one that wore the scarf? Tom Baker. Tom, Tom Baker wore the scarf. The fourth doctor. Um, fifth doctor had the celery stalk. <laughs> yeah. Sixth doctor <laughs> had the um, Joseph uh, and the, the Technicolor jo- dream yeah, coat with jacket. The question marks oh, yeah, all over one. it and stuff. No. Right? Oh, no, that was the next one. That was um, Sylvester, Sylvester McCoy. McCoy. Yeah. yeah. That was the next one. Uh, I, was, I was getting, where were we at? I lost it. Sorry, I was thinking about those outfits now. They're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They are ridiculous. Oh, John Pertwee. See, he was in such a box because his entire run of Doctor Who, the Doctor was on Earth pretty much throughout. He never left and went to other planets because the budget yeah. got crushed. So in order to keep the show going, they were like, well, we'll just create Unit. We'll have Unit become this big fixture. He'll be stuck on Earth solving Earth-based problems. Well, and- yeah. And let me say that the segue to you getting to the third doctor was Sarah Jane Smith. 
Oh, because that's true. the third doctor. That's when the doctor meets Sarah Jane Smith is on Earth. Like she's like his assistant or whatever becomes mm-hmm. his assistant. He doesn't want her there. He thinks she's stupid. Like and just like oh, like wants her to like leave all the time. And she starts assisting the brigadier too. That's when he's introduced. Uh, K nine, like you said, he builds like the doctor's just bored. Like oh, the whole what's season. her name? What's <laughs> the lady's funny. name? The other mm-hmm. companion. She was the companion before oh, Sarah Jane. Uh, 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 wasn't the doctor's granddaughter one of his companions? The first. Yeah, Susan? the first one, Susan. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I, I keep thinking of uh, the girl on Mike. Like the eighties. There you go. I um, didn't want to be on. You're okay. Um, <laughs> the girl from the eighties. Uh, are you talking about Ace? No, but I know she's the one with the bomber jacket. I remember her. Yeah. With the with the brown. She like had the aviator jacket or something that she wore all the time. Kind of tomboy. There was, I was thinking of the, um, I can't remember her name. It doesn't matter now. But I don't remember who was before Sarah Jean Smith. I'm trying to look it up right now if you guys want to. I didn't watch. Discussing. The second Doctor seasons weren't some of my favorite ones. I didn't watch a lot of those ones. I haven't seen too many of the, the classic Doctor Who ones. They're mostly yeah, just, it's just been it's trying different. to catch up on the newest ones. You, you know? have to have a different kind of thing headspace going on for the old doctor i could totally appreciate that it reminds like when i have watched it like with you and it's just been on here and there or whatever it kind of reminds me of like watching monty python in a way like Mm -hmm. i love watching british television you know yeah anything honestly if you're gonna watch classic who i will say to start probably with the fourth doctor seasons only because like the the fourth doctor is when uh, Sarah Jane Smith is in full swing. That's like who, who he's with most of the time. A few other people here and there, but he just is so like he just leaves her places all the time. <laughs> he'll just be like traveling, like and he'll just be like, "Oh, this is interesting." Whoop! And he'll just be he'll just go somewhere, and Sarah Jane's just like, "Uh huh." And then she'll just be wandering around and she'll almost die seven times. And then they'll meet up like 25 minutes later at the end of the episode. Oh, you're not dead. Great. Let's go. Like he just, no apologies, no nothing. And she's like, okay, fine. And that's like how they progress the whole time. It's super funny. Like he's cold though. Tom Baker's cold. Joe Grant would have been. Joe, that's right. That's what was bugging. Liz Shaw was the companion right before that for one season. And then it transitioned to Joe for three seasons and then Sarah Jane, and then Sarah Jane was there for the carryover. Sarah Jane has actually been connected to more doctors, I think, than any Sarah other Jane, companion. Sarah Jane, yeah, has had the most. Because 3, 4, yeah. uh, 10, and 11. Because she did, she had stories with both 10 and 11. And Wait, did she have a story with Matt Smith? Yeah, yeah because it was on the... the Sarah Jane Adventures. It was uh, the wedding of uh, Sarah Jane Smith. Or the wedding of the doctor, I think. And it was Matt Smith... Uh, cameoing in her show Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh, I did not know it's that. It's really good. Yeah, whoa, when did whoa. the episode happen where they brought everybody together? Uh that was, was Journey's it? End. Journey, okay. Yeah, you're talking about like Yeah, that's that's Jack and, and Yeah, Mickey, when they brought all Rose, the teams, they brought the, Jackie. the Sarah Jackie. Jane people that was I remember. <laughs> I loved that episode. And, yeah, if you Wasn't that the one with Davros trying to like destroy yeah, the world? That was Dav- Davros. Yeah. If you had seen all of that stuff, I had seen you. You watch an old Doctor Who, the, uh, uh, was it the Evolution of the Daleks? That's when you first see Davros, and he looks just like that, like in the old ones, and like that whole when they Genesis meet, of the Daleks. Genesis of the Daleks. That's what Correct. I was like. But like when Sarah Jane and her, like when they like see each other the first time, that's like they had seen each other when the Daleks were created, you know, and like they brought back all of that stuff. That was a crazy crazy like if you had seen all of that stuff like torchwood and sarah jane adventures wasn't and Don- donna nights. was a companion in that episode wasn't she god donna yeah. noble what a donna oh, i can't say she's my favorite companion yet can i you I can you can say it we can, can just go ahead and say she's it. my favorite she's probably my favorite too she just takes her or the ponds i really like the ponds i think the ponds had the weakest exit though that's what oh, takes i was away so from mad me. when yeah. that happened that we was... don't need to spoil it but no we won't yeah. spoil it oh I was super mad when that happened. I wasn't expecting it. Nobody emotionally prepared me, and I mean you guys, so I got a little mad about that. <laughs> I didn't but. want to spoil, like, hey, this shitty thing's going to happen because it was a kind of obnoxious watching it in real time. We waited and waited and waited. Oh, and I would have been like, so mad if I, mean, I waited in real time to see that. Well, and oh, you yeah. got to think, when that part of season seven happened for Doctor Who, none of those episodes were, like, the very next week. 
Mm-hmm. Each episode was like very much like the fifth doctor. It was a special. It was just here and there, here and there. They would release a certain episode like at Easter or whatever. So that first part of season seven was really broken up and like kind of garbagely in that regard. Weird storylines. They had the one from the West with the cyborg dude. Oh yeah, that was weird. And like um, the one with the dinosaur on the spaceship. That was a, that was a weak staff. episode. Uh, that one was like, super weak. And I mean, that made me mad. And then so then for them to get to the <laughs> finale where they're gonna get rid of the ponds and it be such a a drop off, like really you kind of low blow the ponds there. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're trapped in the past because of the weeping angels and I can't. Uh, well. Are we gonna count River Song as a companion? No. You have to. I mean, I think she just pretended to be a companion. That's my assessment of River what? Song. She's his wife. Right. But before he knew anything about her, oh. she pretended to be a companion. Like, oh. She was just along for the ride. You know, well, like when they were off their timelines. I got gotcha. you. know what I'm saying? Okay. Bef- yeah, before the reveals and okay. stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. She's like both kind of, I guess. So maybe she's kind of one. But So I'm thinking who... I who- like Clara, too. Ooh, Clara. Mm. I liked Bill, but you guys aren't at Bill yet, so... My favorite is Rose. My favorite will always be Rose. She was my first foray Mm. into companions, and... There's just too many companions. There's so many more companions than there are doctors. Well, let's let's go one level deeper, then. Because I want to know who wins for the companions' companions. So, like, Rory... Mickey, oh, who's the real MVPs? Uh, what's a what's Clara's? Definitely what's, Rory. What's his name? Oh, the, Danny Pink. Danny Pinkman. Uh, just Pink. Or just Pink. Pink. Yeah, we've got uh, who's the narwhal? Nar the oh narwhal. Nar. Yeah, I narwhal. never know his name. Nar. The potato guy. No, that's Strax. Strax. Yeah. What, what about Vastra and Jenny? Vastra and Vastra Jenny. Vastra and Jenny. Yeah. So uh, canine is a canine. is a sub. Yeah. Let's just talk about the dudes. Let's talk about, about Rory and Mickey. Mickey was kind of a pain in the booty. Yeah. I prefer Rory. What about that yeah. new He was the real MVP. He did wait a long time. Thousands yeah. of years. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he did. He. Yeah. What about that companion that was in season two that Rose met? That. Um, oh, the eyeball. The, the eyeball guy. Yeah. The, the, he opens his. And he calls home into the past. Meets him into the museum. In the museum. Oh. And the doctor banishes him from the TARDIS because he's an idiot. He's oh, yeah. Wasn't he that guy that, like, yeah, he called home? Yes. Yeah. Left the message. That was the episode yeah. Dalek. That's what it was that you meet that guy. The go- was the co- it? I thought it was. The collector guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 He meets him there and then they bring him to that. That's they bring him right. to. They bring him to that. Um, Platform 9. The next Platform episode nine. Is, is that one, yeah, where they bring him on the spaceship and he gets the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just nobody. Nobody that's listening to this should should be should be, should be surprised. Should yeah, be surprised. There's gonna be spoilers. That, it's just this. Yeah, that's the nature of the show. It. It'll be yeah. spoiler filled. I mean, otherwise, what are we gonna do? Just talk about the headlines, the episode titles, right? You know, well, there are a lot of faces. a lot of things that we are gonna be talking about on the show coming up this season. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a lot of different things that we want to do, and a lot of people who are interested in you know, coming here and talking with us and people that have been interacting with us online and asking us questions on Facebook mm-hmm. and on whatnot. And we're going to be launching a Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. So we're going to have lots of things to say. I'm actually getting ready to pull up one of the questions that was asked to us. I'm on our Facebook right now. Oh, okay. Go for it. It's taking a minute. Oh, there we go. Okay, so we have... <clears throat> Charles Fiddler. Is there any possibility that the actors recreating the original TARDIS crew could refilm Marco Polo? That was one of the first Doctor's missing serials. I think it's actually the fourth serial of the first season. So it's one of the early ons that were lost. I know Mark Gaddis joked about it in the DVD extras. They're doing some big finish news stories, but I think a Marco Polo redo would be extremely well received. That's what he said? Yeah. I agree with that. I think it would be really well received. Uh, Adventures in Time and Space, I think, is kind of what he's referencing. They just did mm. that movie with uh, David Bradley that was he was playing the first Doctor, and they could definitely take that same cast and mimic old stories. I mean, there's no reason not. I, I'm guessing they probably still have the script, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think they would have written written over the scripts and stuff. I mean, but then again, if they had all of the old. Uh, the scripts, I guess you could say, um, I, they would have probably made radio shows out of them. 
I mean, they would have made like a tele, what do you call it? Not a teleplay or whatever they, you know, just. I know what you're talking radio about. Radio shows, like mm-hmm. how they do the audio. An shows. audio drama or something. Yeah, like they would have read the scripts and like mm-hmm. adapted it for radio for probably, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'd listen to that. Uh, we also asked some people on our Facebook uh, who their favorite companion was. We got some responses here. Keegan Dameron says Mickey. <laughs> Angela, th- that makes sense. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Um, Angela Zachariah says Donna. Hey, Donna. Yep. V- Donna, Donna. I like Donna Noble for a lot of reasons, but she also bugged. Yeah, but that's also part of why I liked her. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. bugged because she was supposed to bug. And yeah. She bugged you in the exact way her character bugged and the, in the exact way that her character was depressed about the fact that she bugged so hard. Yeah. That's why I love her. That's why you like her. <laughs> it makes she sense. Knew. You're just like, oh, yeah, oh, You know, like, she's just that ultimate character. Oh, me. Just like, oh, yeah, I hate myself. Okay, I'm annoying. Let's go out. You know, like, whatever. <laughs> Charles Fiddler says SJS forever, Sarah Jane Smith forever. So I like that we're getting some interaction on our um, on our Facebook page. You guys should definitely check that out. Just search Radio Podcast on Facebook. Um, I will say there are some things I do want to do in throughout this season. There's a random button on the TARDIS Wikia, and I kind of want to just like press it and see what random page pops up and then read whatever random fact that is. And then I also want to introduce something. I thought about this while we were doing this. I want to do a classic cut. And I want to talk about an episode or something from the old school Doctor Who that I think new fans would definitely get down with, get into. Uh, Robots of Death definitely comes to mind. Can we give people homework? Yeah, fuck yeah, we can give them homework. I mean, we have to, if we give people homework, we have to be able to tell them where to find it. You know, not everybody's going to be able to download or have dvds of these episodes well most people are going to go to brit box for classic who oh yeah i forgot about that and then wait brit box yeah brit box you don't know about brit box six bucks it has all the class it's six bucks a month has all the classic who on it a lot of other classic bbc shows and stuff it does not have the new series of who i just keep waiting for them to introduce a bbc america app that i can like get on my roku or on my fire stick because not only is this show should be on there, but they're they're coming out with a not not to get off into another tangent, but they're coming out with a His Dark Materials TV show on BBC oh. on BBC. I'm not sure if it's going to be on BBC America or not. Mm. It was okay. one of my favorite books growing up, and they're going to make that into a TV show on BBC. And I'm not sure if it's going to be on BBC America, so I'm not sure if it's going to be on Netflix or Amazon or what. You're like, I mm. need to see it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it doesn't come out until like this time next year, though. Oh damn. Mm. Um, other things. Oh, there was one other thing sure. that I was sure. going to say. We're going to plan a trip down to the Doctor Who Museum in Indianapolis. Oh yeah, and going to be posting some pretty interesting shit that they've got down there. I'm really excited because mm-hmm. I haven't been able to go yet. You guys have already been, whatever. But many years ago, we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, it's. It I guess it's. Changed. It's got to be changed probably quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna check that out in an upcoming episode. It's gonna be really fun. We'll I, maybe do like a live video or something. I clicked the random button. Do you guys want to know what page came up? Okay. Yeah. Partition sector. We're going to learn about the partition sector. The partition sector was a disputed area of human space. The planet Looking Glass was located on the trailing edge of it. Beyond the sector lay the territories of the Daleks, Cyberman, and Sontarans. However, by the 26th century, there had not been any contact with these species for a very long time, and the most recent hostile action had been between rival smuggling operations. So, okay. the partition sector. Aw, the Sontarans. I love the Sontarans. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Man, I love some... I love Strax. I do. Yeah, he's <laughs> great. Yeah. And you want to see something funny. Look up what the classic Sontarans look like in the old episodes. They literally look like potatoes. Do it, boy. Like, they look horrible, like the old costumes from the old show. It's so funny. I love we'll have how to find a picture and put it on Facebook. I love yeah. how Strax would constantly get all the doctor's female companions. He would call them boys. I know, calling crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come here, boy. He's so insulting. <laughs> But he's just to the point. Yeah. yeah. He's a warrior. Yeah. You guys had been Practical. talking about how mm-hmm. your favorite villains are 
you know creature were were the weeping angels because they're the scariest. Yeah, I don't oh. think they're the scariest. The silence is pretty. The silence. Scary. Is, the silence. Was the silence. Scary. The silence is scary. Ooh, yeah. I don't think they. Looked I didn't say scary, but they were my favorite. They just but that creepy, like. Yeah. I don't think they uh. looked as scary to me. I think the concept of them was scarier. Yeah, the, the idea that you forget silence. about them immediately, and then you'd watch people like you know what's that the scene in the bathroom. Like oh, when Clara drops the phone. Yeah, and she, like she's like sees it in the corner and she just goes back to like doing her mm-hmm. thing. Like, yeah, that whole thing. Oh, they mind gosh. fucked poor Amy. Oh, yeah. Man. God, right? Amy was probably like, I feel the worst for her out of every, almost Angel any character just because of her whole story. Yeah. Like Amy's whole story. Like we're going to have a whole episode just dedicated oh, yeah. to the companions and their journeys and what they go through. And But Amy definitely takes the cake, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to bring up with the sign. All the companions have tragic endings. I mean, none of them, none of them, none of them really depart the show in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, So be, yeah. Except Martha Jones. Martha Martha Jones, Martha Jones, she kind of. She's like, I'm done. She she was in Torchwood, wasn't she? Yeah. She broke up with the doctor and then joined Torchwood. She's like, fuck you, doc. I'm going Mm -hmm. on my own. Yeah. And then she went and hooked up with Mickey. I didn't dislike Martha Jones. I didn't understand like the overall like a lot of people didn't like Martha because Jones. it wasn't Rose. She I, was well, the first yeah, companion in the new even, series, like, and ten it, years later, to still be oh, I don't like Martha Jones. And it's like, well, you know, <laughs> I thought a lot of I you thought don't like season her three. She didn't like the doctor. She she, she wasn't that bad. Hurt. She got a little butt hurt. I don't. I think whomever it was going to be after Rose, everybody was going to hate because Rose yeah. had such a important storyline you know yeah like mm-hmm. that rose was like the audience's first foray into the world of doctor who because you were right. looking at it through that companion's eyes through her lens and when there was no more rose on the show it was and like was so where the fuck is this gonna go from here why is this woman on this show i don't care about who her who are you you yeah. know and then after that happened i was like okay i can let it go i can get over it because now there's amy and donna and it didn't Clara. help either that they made the doctor kind of because uh, he was so pissed off about the whole Rose thing. Oh and, yeah, like, hurt. he was definitely so he was hurt. mean to her. He was mean to Martha from the from the get go, and I feel like that bled through onto the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, like because what however the doctor perceives his companions is usually if you look in the commentary about the companions, pretty reflective of what people are going to think about that. You that's know, a good I point. mean that's a. Yeah. Uh, it's picked up upon subconsciously by the people watching the show. So. I feel like he was kind of somewhat similar when it came to Clara, just because yeah. Clara mm-hmm. came right after the ponds and he was mm-hmm. very bitter was after bitter. the ponds. Very And true. she was so like bubbly. Right. Yeah. And easy to be mean to because she was so nice. She was also the impossible right. girl. Mm-hmm. The, I, mean, I love Clara's storyline. Clara's like story her. is brilliant she's because bubbly. she's mm-hmm. she is she is the rose of the eleventh doctor because she scatters herself through time and space right to, to save, save the him. doctor yeah like, the parallels are unmatched i mean yeah. uh, we could go on it's like the bad days. wolf of oh, the matt smith era mm-hmm. so dead on i was just thinking mm-hmm. that too uh overall though we have one more person that said something i i just caught this comment i wanted to make sure not to miss it here uh, we asked people to tell us their stories about how they found Doctor Who. And Andrew D. Gable said, Heard Call of Cthulhu's GM talking about how awesome Talons of Wang Chai was. And tracked down a VHS cop- copy of it, and the rest was history. Nice. So that's another classic Who that hooked somebody. Fourth Doctor story. Pretty uh, pretty excellent there. You guys have anything else? Any other Doctor Who stuff? You guys kind of. Well, I'm looking forward to finishing, finishing what I've not finished yet. Uh, how many more seasons do I have to go? Literally eight, two. Like half of eight, all of nine, and all of ten. So like. So two and a half seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine is really good. Okay. Nine blows yeah. through fast because every episode's a punch, a power punch episode, and then yeah, and 10, and there's like a two parter in the middle, isn't there's there? A, there's there's after the after the flood, and mm-hmm. then the what's the second? I'll look it up. After the flood, and then another one. But yeah, nine is really good, a lot better than eight. Even though 
eight and nine were both written by Stephen Moffat. I love Stephen yeah. Moffat. Yeah. yeah. See, I love Sherlock. Uh, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We could do a whole other podcast on Sherlock. <laughs> um, <laughs> I catch up. But uh, yeah, yeah. on series nine, to get back to series nine of Doctor Who, there were several two-parters. This is when they finally started bringing them back a little bit more. Well, this was the, the Magician's Apprentice. And the Witch is Familiar. Yeah. That was a two-parter. That, that was did. the beginning, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Under the Lake Before the Flood. That was the one you were talking about. And mm-hmm. they did the Zygon Invasion and the Zygon Inversion. Heaven sent Hellbent, and then they had the Christmas special. Zygons. Oh, yeah. I forgot it's, they it's brought back the Zygons. all about to be popping off. Yeah, was Heaven sent and Hellbent, was that the ninth season, or was it the eighth season? Ninth. That was uh, the finale of the ninth season. And then that Christmas special was the uh, the Husbands of River Song. When, when, was, when was the Raven episode? Wasn't that at the end of the ninth season? Uh, Face the Raven, yes. It was right before the finale. Okay. There was a two-part finale, and they did Face the Raven, and then Heaven Sent was part one, Hellbent was part two, and that was it. Yeah. I got to ask, what are you guys' opinions on the upcoming season and the fact that the new Doctor cast was a, is a woman? Fucking excited. Right? I love Jodie Whittaker. Mm-hmm. I've Me loved too. her since, well, okay. My first exposure to Jodie Whittaker is through Attack the Block. Which is a phenomenal movie that, that you guys should watch. Movie. It's it's total. John Boyega from Star Wars is in it. That was such a weird movie. Uh, yeah, it's it weird, but it's really. Did well you done. see that, Lauren? Mm-mm. Oh my lot. god, Lauren would love that. She's movie. borrowing it. She ha- you have it right. Yeah. So oh, we already got around to watch yeah, it. Yeah, so she's gonna watch it at some you gotta point. Gotta watch that this weekend. You'll love it. It's yeah, really you'll, good. You'll really vibe on it. <laughs> or at least before um, Doctor Who starts, you should watch it because it has her in it. Jodie Whittaker really stepped up her game, in my opinion. You can't watch it. I'm so sorry, Broadchurch. Broadchurch was fucking phenomenal. It was unbelievable. Incredible. And I that, mean, I was told I'm not allowed to watch you it. You have to emotionally <laughs> turn off and almost laugh at how depressing it is. That's how the point I got to. It was like it's a every very episode. slow burn. Oh yeah, my God, but you it? just can't think it could possibly get any worse. And then the next episode happens. You go, oh my God, that is just like an emotional pit. I, think, I, I can't believe this. And it's, you just so, have to it's sh- so silent for a lot of it. Oh, like there's man. not a lot of talk, Dude. not a lot of dialogue, not, well, I mean, it's a, it's a dialogue-heavy show, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it isn't. Like, there's lots of silence. Like and it's a, lots of, yeah. a lot of the music setting the tone for everything that's going on. Like, mm-hmm. really getting... Was David it. Tennant, like, a villain he in was, this show? No. no he's no, a detective, no. and he's oh. gritty, and, He's like, the lead detective. And yeah. he uses his real Scottish accent. Yeah, he's Scottish. Mm-hmm. Super Scottish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jodie Whittaker plays the mother of the kid, I do believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's got a heartbreaking... I don't ever want to see this fucking show. I I don't know what it's oh, about, but based man, on what you're though, saying the and the fact that you told unreal. me not to see it, no, I don't want to watch it. It's really good, though. I mean, it, it was is. good enough that they brought David Tennant to America, paired him with the lady that played Skylar in Breaking Bad, and had them do the same fucking show, but in America, also called Broadchurch. We Broad didn't Church. watch it. Oh, really? Like, literally, the script was identical, and everybody was pissed because they didn't really change anything. Yeah, what was the point and it was of like, why not? They just wanted an American version? Yeah, and they should have yeah. just brought over the already created version and just had well, it. Just it aired it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, God, she's the worst. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we're so everybody's pleased with... With uh, the new casting of the Doctor, yeah, I yeah. think so. I really do. I don't. Have I'm a looking forward to it. it. The only thing I don't know about is just I like the Doctor's somewhat romantic interactions with his companions, mm-hmm. and I don't know how they're going to do that with a female Doctor. Well, well there's going to be multiple companions, right? Correct. That's, that's what everybody won't admit about Doctor Who is that. They are attracted to that romantic thing, yeah. and that's they why want them, they want there to be a romance. But, but that's why the, the whole point avoid of it, it. I was gonna say, like they set the precedent with Rose, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which was fine. Mm-hmm. They've gone like up and down, you know, like these hills of romantic, not romantic. You know, the doctors going through mm-hmm. all of this turmoil. There has to be some amount of romance there because that's human nature. You have to have that type mm-hmm. of like, a whole picture if it's going to like translate to human beings and be meaningful. Right. But that's why they have Peter Capaldi to begin with. That's why they, they've started to shut that down. They've mm-hmm. started to steer away from it because I'm not your boyfriend, Clara. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, he says it mm-hmm. like he just he kind of goes into it. So by doing that, it just sets up for this whole gender bending sort of thing that they have going, which they've always played around with. You know, right. this whole weird thing. You got 
who did you mention? Uh, Madame Vastra, you know, her like lizard person relationship, lesbian thing going on with, yeah. I forget her with name. Jenny. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny mm-hmm. yeah. Like uh, they had that kind of thing. So it's like people accept that sort of stuff, but they're like, not my doctor. Don't mm-hmm. do that. And it's just because people get that romantic thing and it's like, well, now you're going to have to use your brain to watch Doctor Who. It's mm-hmm. going to be a totally different viewing experience um, because they're... The people that uh, at least are not attracted to women, I guess, are not going to have that, you know, romantic thing. But I think they're going to I think they're going to I think they're going to missy it a little bit. Well, I I think they're going to give her a little bit of sass. And uh, I I think this is an opportunity for them to play outside the box. There are three or four companions that are going to be in this season. It's like the doctor and three or four other people, a two, at least two different dudes. And then there's a lady or maybe there are two ladies or something. I, I can't really quite remember, but, or maybe the two ladies and the, I don't, but how are these people all going to fit inside the TARDIS? And I know the TARDIS, <laughs> I know, it's bigger on I the know inside. it's bigger on the inside, but it still just seems like a lot of people. You are worried that it could be very busy in that space with a lot of people down by the mm-hmm. control console and lots of like weird stories to, to, I don't know, Chris Chibnall to get back to it. You know, here's how much I trust this new season. You guys talk about how great Torchwood is, how, oh man, that's a show to watch. It was written by the right. guy who's writing this season of Doctor right. Who, Chris Chibnall, like he is the showrunner now. So it's going to be fantastic writing that's over the top and I'm, I'm really looking forward well, to what it comes to be. Yeah, and I and I think, the, look, Jodie Whittaker, the cast, the Chris Chibnall, the writing, the fact that they're gonna break boundaries and try new things and go new places the Doctor's never gone, really is exciting to me. Like mm-hmm. it brings a lot of possibilities. How cool would it be if River Song gets brought back and sees the Doctor as a woman? I love River and like, Song. You know, mm, like there's so great. Yeah, there's a lot of things that can come from this season. So I, it was just when are we getting this season is the ultimate question. When will it drop on us? The ultimate question is if River Song regenerated into a man, hmm. who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> who would it be? River Song only has a limited number of regenerations, right? Who? Like River. she, she. River. Yeah, I would assume yeah. she probably only has six. Because she's only half Time Lord. Well, she got some of it back, though. She gave yeah. some of it away. Gave right? some, yeah. To save the Doctor, didn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah, but not all of it, right? No, mm-hmm. but she had already used two in her child. Well, life. either way, she's got at least one. So if she were to regenerate as a man, I wonder who she would be. Benedict I don't have Cumberbatch. Any <laughs> yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Hello, I'm here to assist you. I just like, love Alex Kingston. She's amazing. I, yeah, well, I don't want her to regenerate great. into a man. I was just wondering, you know. Is she going to be back for the Jodie Whittaker season? Who knows? Who knows? See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually don't know because... Even John Barrowman is like, I want to come back to Doctor Who and do something with Jodie Whittaker. Like, duh. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of doors that could be open. And Chris Chibnall worked with a lot of the people like John Barrowman on Torchwood and old school Doctor Who. I love Eve Miles, too. Yes. Yeah, I uh, like her. God. Her Welsh. She's so very Welsh. Gwen? Gwen. Gwendolyn yeah. Cooper. Gwendolyn Cooper, yeah. <sighs> I feel like we just decided tonight we're watching Torchwood. Is you just that thought what just about happened? Gwen, didn't you? I did too, man. And Owen, Gwen. You uh, thought about the whole thing. I don't know, though. The first two seasons of Torchwood are also, in a word, fucking tragic. Yeah, they're dark. They're terrible, I yeah. Mean, but they're great. But they're brilliant. Yeah, they're great. Brilliant. Miracle Day is fairies. really, really good. Yeah. 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 I'm down. I mean, we can catch up. I can catch up on Torchwood. Torchwood anytime. is nice because it's a little less science fiction, even though it's got like stuff like that in it. But like, it's more like earthy because there's no doctor with the TARDIS and the time thing. Like, I mean, it's all. I just remember Speaking the first of episode on Earth. The glove. The glo- yeah. Oh. Don't say anything. The glove. The glove yeah. of what was it called? The glove. Glove of don't say anything. I was gonna say yeah, spoiler. I was gonna say I was gonna say the glove of Minigan, but I was like, no, that's from Buffy. I don't remember. <laughs> You're getting your fandoms confused. Yeah. <laughs> glove of spoilers. Yeah. Well, I think this has yeah. been an excellent inaugural episode. Of the pilot. The pilot episode of Gallif Radio. Thanks for for deciding to do this podcast with us, you guys. 
Yeah, of course. It was really fun. I love Doctor Who. I'm looking forward to the next one. Absolutely. And we're going to be airing episodes every other Friday? Correct. Only on the Journey Into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Or you can go on to all the different podcasting platforms, whether it's iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or Spotify. Just search Journey Into Comics Network. You get all 10 shows. We now have 10 shows again on the network. I'm so excited. Uh, With Gallif Radio, like I said, every other Friday. And go on to Facebook.com backslash Gallif Radio Podcast, I think. Or just search Gallif Radio. I'm, not, I'm uncertain of what the actual URL is right now. Uh, you can also, you'll also be able to find that in the description of this first episode. In the description below, you'll have some links. You can go there. Also go to Patreon.com backslash Journey into Comics. Give a dollar. Get early access. Give $3. Get early access and exclusive content like Bruce with Babes. Coming yes. soon. We need we need to figure out when we're going to do that next. It is Gallif Radio podcast. We yes, I mean absolutely, and we've had we have some ideas when we want to do it. I asked Mary if she would do it, and she said that she would do it. Set it up. As soon as I you really want to do the next episode at Beer Geeks. If you want, we can do it there too. I'm into it. Just let me know. We'll be there. We'll make. It I should have I should have asked Jason the last time I was there because I went there this past Wednesday night to celebrate or not, to. Mourn the death of my cat. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, that was International Cat Day. I remember. <laughs> Why did we have to put him down on International Cat Day? I don't it's understand. Terrible. Did you pour yeah, one out girl. for him, though? Did I what? Did you pour one out for your homie? Did I pour one out? You were out beer geeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you didn't pour a beer on the floor for your cat? No. I would have. <laughs> At least a swig. It's all about the drama. I just want to, like... I had two stouts and a shot of tequila. I love stouts. We'll say yeah. the shot of tequila was for the, the kitty. There yeah, you go. Yeah, that was for, for Jack. Heck yeah. <laughs> shot All for right. the homeboy. Well, V, you want to take us on home? Get out of here? Shut the TARDIS doors and call it a night? Okay. Uh, this has been episode one of Gallif Radio. I'm Veronica with my companions. Nate. Lauren. And Sarah. All right. We'll see you guys later.